Are you someone who's ran out of things to talk about at a party? Do you often find yourself at a loss for words and how to keep a conversation going? Perhaps you're tired of talking about whether or not the government can force people to get vaccinated. Are you tired of hearing about Britney Spears, although free Britney? I might have a solution for you. If you listen to this podcast, you're now going to know some stuff about the Industrial Revolution, which I give to you free to then bring up at the next party. You're welcome. This is U.S. history. It's the globe right there. Really? Indian bread codes. You know, history. That's one more step for man. What country did we fight in the Revolutionary War? If you put any event under a microscope, you will find a whole dimension of completely weird, incredible things going on. And who doesn't want to know about that? I mean, picture this. You're going to be at the party. There's going to be a couple conversations going on. And then right when people start to hear like, oh, well, you know, the steam engine, they're going to be like, wait, what? And then just stop whatever they're talking about to listen. Maybe you don't want that attention. This is a lot of power and responsibility now that you're going to learn about the Industrial Revolution. Now, I'm going to apologize ahead of time. I'm barely going to be giving you any names or dates, which I know... That's what people want to hear. You start dropping names like James Watts and they're like, wait, who? And they like pull out their phone. Like, what date was that? Because that's the key information that people want to learn about. I apologize. So if that's what you're looking for, just Google it. What I'm going to be doing is really just recapping the context of the Industrial Revolution, what it was. And then we're going to be thinking about, okay, what are the predicting the effects this is it's going to be filled with brain games super fun what are the effects of the industrial revolution and then how can understanding what caused the industrial industrial revolution and what it looked like can i apply that to understanding the way that reality works and therefore the 2020s 30s 40s what's the future going to look like what does modern industrialization look like How does looking at the Industrial Revolution of the past help me understand industry and industrialization today and in the future? And you better be careful because if you start making investments and you get too good at this, Joe Biden himself will be knocking on your door. So the question is, the essential question. Let's get back into teaching mode. I'm about to get back into teaching in two weeks. I don't know how I feel about it. I love teaching. I'm just, I mean, when you're in summer mode, it's tough to get the wheels spinning again. The essential question is why did the Industrial Revolution occur and how did it impact the world? We're not going to be covering all of that today. I think I've said this before. I'm trying to get conversations or podcasts. I call it conversations. I'm speaking to myself usually. These podcasts like 30 minutes. That feels more appropriate than just someone speaking for an hour. Maybe you enjoy it. I don't know. I'm really just it's design thinking. I'm like trying different things. Like this. Let's play a brain game. If you couldn't tell with the echo, I said brain game. I also realized when I said let's play a, <laughs> maybe sounded like a corny white dude. Like, what's up, playa? No, let's play space A brain game. 
treat the world like a board game, and this is a recap, what did the board look like prior to the Industrial Revolution? By the way, this one this one is just a warm-up. I have other brain games where you're actually going to have to like think of things you I haven't given you the answer. This is context, what we're doing right now. Right? You got the map from east to the west. China has been running the game. Again, they have their ups and downs. They have many empires. There is This is something I think it is an American and as a product of public education, because I say like there's so much history in the Americas, a lot of that we don't know. But something I realized as an American, I went to England and then Europe, and then the buildings, some of the buildings are around from like the 1500s. And you're like, what? <laughs> like the depth of history, which we really just get in America, like maybe the 1600s to like the Vietnam War. That's a whole tangent. China has this long, deep history China is really the center of the board game. They have the fleets. They're able to explore the oceans. A lot of trade is going on in India. Europe is almost on the sidelines of what's going on. Like they're, they're in the nosebleed section looking out at the world and there's all this trade going on and they're trying to get in on it. Now when the Ottoman Empire arrives, Europe's main access on the Silk Road was the the end, the eastern front of the Mediterranean. That's a major connection. So they're butthurt because the Ottoman Empire is like, yeah, you can come through, but it's going to cost you some more. Around that time, Portugal and Spain are trying to explore the western side of Europe. They're going south around Africa, which takes decades. Which, another just side Stevenson thought. We are, and this is going to connect to last week's episode. We are experiencing such a continuous shift in like the human experience, like these, this progression of technology. Think it took decades for Portugal to try to explore to the southern point of Africa. I mean, Africa's huge, but it like someone's lifetime. And then you're like, well, what happened? Like, well, we almost got around Africa and that's it. I feel like with Mars right now, like I remember 10 years ago, I'm like, all right, people are trying to get to Mars. Like actually, and like, feel like that's going to be happening relatively soon. Anywho, Europe, and I put this in quotations, discovers the Americas. You have a influx of new crop. The agricultural industry actually sees this new progression of technology, which therefore allows you to grow more food. Growing more food increases the population, which leads us to our next brain game. Nice. Here's the question, and this is prediction. This is using your brain, and I haven't given the answer. What would spark a sudden progressive shift in industry in a society? And industry is the processing of raw materials in factories, usually with machines. What would spark, like if you look at a society 
what are the things you would look for where you're like, mm, I bet in the near future, like they're going to have a sudden shift and experience a lot more industry, a revolution, if you will. What are the variables that you would look for? You're an alien. You're looking at a map. You're studying like, okay, this society is doing this. This society is doing this. This is where they're at. These are who these people are. This is their culture. What are the things you would look for that you could say like, I bet if I'm going to put money, I'm a gambling person, which I'm not. I'll put $5. I'm talking to my other alien friends. We're on a UFO and I, we got a map laid out. Like I'll put five bucks that these are the next people to revel, have a revolution of industry. And here's the definition of revolution. It's a dramatic and wide reaching change. So like, obviously you have revolution where people overthrow the government. Let's use our heads here. That's probably not what we talk, what we're talking about when we say the industrial revolution, the machine, not yet. The machines are overthrowing the government. Okay, back to the brain brain game. What do you think? What's what are the what would spark a revolution of industry? What are the factors that you're looking for? I'll give you time to think. Maybe pause it. I don't know. I've never done this before. Okay, I don't know if you've paused it or what, but I'm gonna start talking about that. One of the things that I had said was happening in Europe and we're going to see the industrial revolution happens in Europe is a growing population. Why do you need a growing population or at least a larger population? A population of a certain size. Anything else dealing with population that you can think of? Again, we're thinking about in this area, whatever this area is, they are going to experience a revolution of industry of producing things with factories. What else? In regards to population, I would say something like population density, as in enough people in a certain area. Why? What factor do people have in industry? I would say two things. It's what you are. You are either a producer or a consumer, yeah? Well, if we have an increase of population, that means there is an increase in demand. We need to ideally, if there's opportunity there, make more stuff like shirts. Now, let's say I'm running an ethical business in my basement. If people are working with their hands to make shirts, you can only make so many shirts per day with your hands. As compared to, if there was a huge building with either a bunch of people or maybe there's something better that can make more shirts. We need to, what do we need to do? We need to make more shirts as quickly as possible. Ideally. The other factor is producer. Not everyone's going to own the company that's going to make the shirts, but if we need to, if we're making more stuff, and you gotta think of the context of the time. Because even that's going to shift the relevancy of population for workers. You have enough people to make the stuff. And when I say like that's shifting, seems like in the future that's going to be a bit different. It's not like, oh, I have enough people to work in a factory. I feel like it's actually going to be the opposite. I have way more people that need to work, but I have something else. 
So that's one. That's population. Population is growing. What are the effects of that and why would that connect to industry? You have an increase in demand and you have an increase in the workforce. Which we're going to see in the Industrial Revolution in England and other European countries. What else? What are other factors that would make you put $5 down on the map and say, this is where the next industrial revolution is occurring? Because realistically, I mean, if we're looking at the actual map and actual history, the industrial revolution starts in, in an area and then affects everyone. But like, why would, make predictions. What are the factors that would cause it to happen? Increased population. I would say another variable or factor, and then you'd have to think of like, well, what are the things we're looking for? Location. Two areas in regards to that. One was like, where are you in regards to trade? Two is, well, I guess three factors. Two is, what are the raw materials that you have within your reach that like, what are you making? Are you making something that people want? And then three, what are the variables that would inhibit industry developing? I can think of one. Are you in a desert? Or like, are you in the Amazon? Like deep in the Amazon? Because I'm not putting my $5, especially in the 1700s, going into the 1800s, on a society in the Amazon rainforest. Why? Because it's in a completely dense jungle and it's difficult to move things around. So you're telling me, trans- so producing things and how is location connected to that? What are you making? Do you have, like what raw materials are around you or location in the sense of like, okay, I'm not necessarily harvesting the iron, but they're doing it and they're trading it with me. And then I produce it, I manufacture it into something. And then what? You transport, you trade. And back in the day, prior to engines, whatever that is, how did we get things around? What was a major, like the main way things got transported? Rivers. Very good class. So, okay, I'm looking around, like, if, the, if I'm an alien in the 17s or 1800s, which I wouldn't put it past aliens for already being here at that point. Maybe they're just observing. Maybe we're a reality TV show of some alien planet of, like, what are the humans doing? How are they? Where have they developed? They're doing their own history of us. We're just lab rats. I'm ranting. If I'm putting $5 down on the map, I'm like, all right. Mm, rivers. England has a lot of rivers, y'all. And like, if you look at a map of England, you can almost, you can get into a lot of places in England via the river. Once you start to, like, if you look at Germany, yes, it has rivers. It has like major rivers, but there's also long plots of land, which would make you more agricultural. Nothing wrong with that. One other, if you thought of a lot more variables, I'm very pleased with that. 
One other major one. What do you need in order to develop industry? Obviously, you need the raw materials. You need people to work. You need money. You need to, let's say like, all right, there's an increasing demand for shirts. I got people working in my basement and I'm, I'm paying them well. And it's at a room, te- it's a good temperature. So it's not hot. So it's not a sweatshop. And I'm looking at this. I'm like, there has to be a better way. I'm not going to take that risk. If there isn't like a chance for me to get loans, let's say, like think of the show Shark Tank, that pushes industry forward. That pushes society forward because people are like, I'm looking at this situation and I have an idea of how to make it better. And then the shark's like, well, can I make money? And like, yeah, probably. Here's the product. Here's how it makes things better. There's a demand for it. If that is a part of the culture and the society and I'm looking at the map, I'm like, all right, they got it. enough people in the population location's pretty good either their access to raw materials and or like their ability to get around so it's not just a huge jungle like so england has rivers and they're pro we'll call this pro business like capitalism exists and loans are available If that's another factor, I'm in. That's the case. Now, I'd like to clarify something, and I'm not going to get into all the effects of the Industrial Revolution today because I'm pushing for 30 minutes and I already think I'm going to be passed. But, like, capitalism is one of the factors and variables that led to the Industrial Revolution. Why? Because you have people who are trying to make things for cheap, like make the cost of production go down. And you have banks who are supported by the government and private individuals who are trying to make a profit who will put money into exploring technology and how to make things better, obviously for a profit. Unless like you're someone who is a philanthropist, which how annoying is that? You're just putting money into something to make things better and not get a profit. Anywho, capitalism leads to the Industrial Revolution. You can't, like if you're anti-capitalism, like, or or the classic follow-up, if someone was anti-capitalism, like, yeah, but what are the effects? Like, yes, that's true, but... Capitalism is one of the factors that led to a revolution of industry. A pro-business culture supported by the government leads to progress. The effects, some good, some bad. That's life. It's gray. Ideally, we can understand what are the bad effects and how can we work around that to reduce the what reduce as many negative effects as possible say that's a goal and this is just my brief capitalism and socialism and communism rant if you were anti-capitalism i can understand why but you're like communism like okay well 
is that just sunshines and rainbows? No. And then you could say, yes, but we'll try to do communism and reduce the amount, the, as many negatives as possible. Okay. And then it's like, all right, well, which negatives outweigh which? Anywho, I'm, look, what you, look who you got me to do. I'm ranting. So we are going to see a revolution of industry in Europe. They're exploring, their population's growing, they are pro-capitalist, and they have a decent location, primarily in the United Kingdom. So let's think about asking questions. There is a revolution of industry in Europe, primarily England slash the United Kingdom. What question should we be asking? Well, what are the what are the words? Who, what, where, when, why, how? All right. What are the what questions? Obviously, the major ones like, well, what happened? There was a revolution of industry. Okay. How did it happen? So let's let's think about the differences of questions here. What happened? How did it happen? Why did it happen? Each of these three questions brings about different answers. What happened is there was an a, a revolution of industry. How did it happen? What kind of answer are you going to get? That is a process. You're like, okay, well, starting at the beginning all the way to the end, which like is kind of fuzzy because it's not like someone just woke up one day, kicked open a door and like, I announce at this moment the beginning of a revolution of industry. Nor people that were like living through the industrial revolution, like reading the newspaper, like, man, this industrial revolution is crazy. They're just experiencing it and then history is looking back. But we're saying like, okay, well, how did it happen? What happened? How did it happen? And then, and how is from the beginning to the end, and then why did it happen is going before the beginning and say, what is, what's the reason for this? The purpose that this happened. That's context. That's the whole Ottoman Empire, Portugal's butt hurt. They're trying to get around Africa. I'm going to answer, maybe even not answer those questions with as minimal details as possible. As possible, Why? Because they don't matter. Yeah, they matter. Like if you're a nerd and I, I mean that in as positive as way as I can, but like the whole talking at a party thing, no one cares about names or dates. If we're like, if we're going to get into the weeds but that's not what this podcast is about. We're just trying to understand reality, the way things are, the way things were, and the way they will be. So, we vibing? Why did it happen? I feel like that you can answer that one as broadly. When you go like how, and like, well, okay, fine. We need to start like, well, when did it start? You know, why did it happen? A major, there are many variables. Obviously, I went into a whole bunch of stuff with like population, location. In regards to location, what's around you? Coal is a major factor. Why? Well, what is coal? I'm on the U.S. Energy Information Administration, and it says coal takes millions of years to form, and it's combustible black or brownish black sedimentary rock with a high amount of carbon and hydrocarbons it contains energy stored by plants 
you crush it together it creates coal and when you burn it it releases energy energy to do what well let's think back in the day what do you need energy to do where do you get your energy to do stuff a lot of it is nature powered either a river and running water moves moves a wheel <laughs> moves a meal moves a wheel you got animal power like horsepower or manpower wind directs the sails so what we're going to burn coal to just like release energy like where's the energy going nowhere so why do you use coal this is similar to oil Oil, before we figured out another use, major use for it, which like the impact now is catastrophic, perhaps, oil was just used to burn lamps. In regards to coil, coil, coal, it really wasn't that needed. And there were coal mines in England, and they weren't that deep. However, like I, working construction you get pretty bummed out when it rains. Why? And like, it was just, I was digging a lot of holes when I worked construction, only for a summer, so I'm not gonna act like I'm this like blue collar American hero. When it rains and you're digging holes and it rains, what does water do? It follows gravity, so it was just fill the hole. Mines often flooded. Now, you own a mine, you're digging coal. The mine floods. How are you going to remove the water? And it's the 17 and 1800s. What's your best idea? Mine would be like, all right, we're going to get a line of people we're going to get buckets. It's going to be like an assembly line. You're going to fill up a bucket and just pass it on, pass it on, throw it out. It's better than like I fill up a bucket and walk. And so it, like if we can get people lined up and as many buckets as possible. And then it's like the person at the end flings it, pass it to someone else. That bucket moves its way to the front. I feel like that's the best option. What are my other options? Can I use a horse? Why would I use a horse? Can the horse like get a bigger bucket and like drag it? Or I or I would fill up a bunch of buckets, put on the horse's back. I'm like, ha! And then like have the horse <laughs> just go that way. Go see Diego. Diego will handle you. And then Diego's like, come here, and just moves the water. You know what I'm saying. Is there a better way? There has to be. Let's think Shark Tank here. You walk into Shark Tank and you're like, don't you hate when your coal mines flood? And the shark's like, mm, yes. I mean, I've never dealt with that personally, except for one who started from the bottom. He's like, I worked my way up and I was in those coal mines. It's terrible. So you got that emotional connection with him. And you're like, okay, hear me out. You got all these people wasting time with buckets trying to get the water out. Isn't there a better way? I'm like, well, yeah, there has to be. James Watt took the steam engine. What did I just say? I said the steam engine. What is that? What you do is you burn something 
to heat up water that creates steam which shoots somewhere if you got a nice little piston or something like all that energy it's creating energy and when you channel it it's going to move a piston something like goes up and down or like releases the pressure which could then spin a wheel and this dude in a pro-capitalist society was like wait a second we can use that to pump the coal mines so I was like, nice, yeah. Now, that probably costs a lot of dough. James Watt is like making one in his parents' basement, working 18 hours a day. Someone's like, this guy's wasting his time. He's going to go into Shark Tank. Shark Tank is capitalism. It's like, to an extent, getting a loan. You're like, I got an idea. And the shark's like, I got money. Like, let's do this. So James Watt develops a new steam engine. It's not the first steam engine that's going to be used to pump flooded coal mines. Now let's think here. So I burn coal. I boil water. That creates steam. That moves a piston and that creates energy. Nice. Now that we have an energy that, or sorry, an engine that can create energy, what could we do with it? Brain, wait. Brain game. What do we do with this? It's this new thing. It's huge, by the way. But we have something that can create new energy. So I don't need nature i need nature to burn coal but i don't need horses to spin a wheel and i can spin that wheel really fast now and create a lot of energy what could we do with this thing be sh be sharkish or not be be an entrepreneur and then tell the idea to the sharks and then that is what makes you a shark eventually what can we use this engine for all right, uh, well, we can use it for like production. So, I mean, you you could even think of like just spinning an assembly line. So rather than people having to walk, they can stand and then the thing comes to them. They do something and it moves on, which we're going to see. You can also apply it to producing thing, like producing things like the textile industry skyrockets their means of production because they don't need to just work by hands you can have machines such as let's say like the spinning frame or the flying shuttle if you can make machines do the work for people they don't get tired obviously they're gonna break but you just send in a little child with tiny hands to just fix the little <laughs> mechanical issues and i'm not joking that's actually a thing um the means of production can increase. I can make more stuff, which the textile industry, as I said, skyrockets. Another one is transportation. What if we put that engine and figured out a way to make it smaller? If I can make that thing smaller, I could put it on wheels and I don't need horses anymore. A thing can spin. That's a train. Or a boat. I don't need wind anymore. That is wild. 
So because of the coal situation and a guy in living in a pro-capitalist society leads to this new invention, that gets taken, especially after the 1800s. Apparently when his patent ended, people were like, I can make this thing way better. And they did. Competition, I guess. Um, on Khan Academy. Khan Academy. Khan Academy. On Khan Academy, I found... Um, why did the Industrial Revolution happen in Britain and not in China? And I found it to be very interesting. Apparently, there was a shortage of wood and an abundance of coal deposits in Britain. There was limited government involvement in enterprise and in industry. Apparently, in China, their coal is predominantly located in the north, and a lot of their economic activity, especially at the time, was in the south. Khan Khan is saying this part, and this is cultural. Confucian ideals value stability, and it says, and it frowned, quote, frowned upon experimentation and change. So, what, is that, what does that help us do? Here's the final brain game. Predict ways in which a shift in industry, the use of machines for production, will impact society. And that is so broad. But think about it. like, okay, in this area, we now see a shift of a revolution of industry, taking raw materials and manufacturing them in factories. That's what's happening. Let's think about like, okay, well, how is that going to affect? This is the spider web of reality. What impact is that going to have on society? Well, society is way too big. So let's break this into chunks. Social, political, economic. Think of that as your homework. What predict, what when industry gets introduced into England and then Europe, how does that impact the social dynamic? Class structure, culture. How does it affect politics? How does it affect the economy and the individual, the standard of living for people, jobs, whatever else? Let's think about other effects that it has. You can now produce whatever quicker with the use of engines. What is that? What are the effects of that then? Pause if you want. Take some time to think. Three, two, one. Okay, the effects. You can take on more raw materials. Why? Because you can produce more. So if I can produce more, that means I need more stuff to produce. Where are you going to get it? This is where the it starts to get very racist and nationalist, which we'll learn about. And then you need to get the raw material out. So to you and then out. So that's trade, the shift of dynamic of like, okay, well, we're actually producing stuff now. So rather than sending that to India, bring it my way. And then transportation. We don't need rivers no more. We got the railroad. Now, we're transporting and words ideas can shift can we do this a little bit more efficiently think of like shark tank stuff like all right 
this is getting really complicated in regards to like I am I'm trying to sell a product and I'm trying to talk about like talk to the people like this is how much I need talking like whoever's collecting the raw materials and then when I'm shipping out the products like I'm trying to talk to all these stores like okay this is how much I'm sending out how much do you want okay you owe me this much money that's going to take a really long time with letters so could we do a better job the telegraph comes in where I go beep 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 instantaneously as long as fast as electricity moves I guess across the wire why was it invented there was a need for it didn't have to happen but it did in a pro-capitalist society I don't, again, I'm not, the progress, technological progress doesn't only happen in capitalism. Just want to clarify that one. The impact on time and space. Yes, your homework from last week. Did you enjoy that? Did it make you think at least a little bit? Time and space becomes relatively shorter or smaller. What do I mean with that? Change can and will happen quicker. So not like time literally doesn't change there doesn't become less seconds in a minute but the time in between things will most likely reduce why because i can get to places quicker which means ideas can get to places quicker things can get to places quicker so rather than let's say i'm trying to make a decision and i'm talking to some i live in harrisburg i'm talking to someone in philly how do we do that before? I wrote a letter. I put it on a horse. That took for or a river that like that takes a while. Can we get it on a train and just like just straight point A to point B? And not only that, can we do a telegraph? I can now communicate like bam, bam. So I say something, they say something, I say something, and then whatever the product is of that conversation happens quicker, which then moves the next thing into motion quicker. Think of like war battles i'm getting a much i'm getting information from the front line to me quicker i'm saying something like do this i'm sending in troops to this area quicker with the railroad with vehicles so the time between events and when i say events i mean like more bigger picture things so like i wake up and i stub my toe like that's an event i guess but like war is a good example. Battles, the time with between battles decreases as well as the relativity of space. Space and the world becomes smaller. Not literally. It doesn't, it doesn't shrink. But I can get to places quicker. Not only can I get to places quicker, more people can get to places quicker. We can all hop on a train and go rather than we need all these horses. We got to feed the horses. Now it's, we got this train and we got to feed it coal. Not only that, but the scale space shrinks and the scale of events potentially increases. The amount of people that get sucked into an event can only be so large as much as like, okay, before this thing pops, how far can the idea get but if we if we now have telegraphs and railroads people are much more connected i am more connected to people in japan than ever before clearly that is true if you got a steamboat i can get to japan quicker 
But like now, I I was at a wedding and there are people from Texas. If you're listening, you know who you are. I was at a wedding and I made a comment and people didn't really seem to like it, but I stand by it. I pretty much said something along the lines of, think about how long it would take to get here. We were in Pennsylvania. If you had to travel by horse or train and they're like, yeah, no crap. I'm like, yeah, but like, think about that. The trip to Texas is half a day now. A day, like if you got layovers, which is like so annoying. I got to wait four hours at the airport. I can fly anywhere in the world. I can get anywhere in the world. Anything in the world can get to me very quickly now. So time and space shrinks. That's what happened with the Industrial Revolution. The world became a smaller place. And like two excellent examples, world wars. So, let's think. Improved agricultural technology increased the population. The increased population led to industry. Is that the same for today? Is that Do we think that's relative today? Like, if you look at an area and their population's growing, can we expect, like, all right, I'll put five bucks down. Maybe I'll put a dollar down here and a dollar over there because there's other variables I got to think about. A growing population leads to increased demand and increased workforce. Now, is the workforce as relative today? I would say no, but that's for another. Maybe rather than um, agricultural technology, like medical, people are living longer. That's our homework because I got to wrap this thing up. I got to go to work tomorrow. Oh, my gosh. Is the variables that we looked at and like putting $5 down, is that something that's so relevant today? Or what are the differences? We're like, you're an alien and it's 2020 and you're like, yeah, I know the lessons from the Industrial Revolution, but I would be a fool to just bank on the same variables. What are this, what's the same, what's different? That's our homework, that's our brain game to think. Wait, our brain game. Okay, see you later, the bell's ringing. History.